In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Identity is a rather important part of our human psyche. There are labels that all of us use to identify ourselves in comparison to others or to show our differences from others. For example, we start with our names, something given to us by our parents. Later, we might choose a baseball team or a football team, perhaps even a college or university that we identify with. Many of us have jobs and occupations that define us in society. Others belong to some sort of legion of honor or merit, and still others identify with civic and religious organizations. Then there is also the family aspect. Are you a husband, father, grandfather, or are you a mother, wife, perhaps caregiver to an elderly parent? Many times we use our identity to define us. Sometimes in our limited knowledge of those around us, we might miss something that is praiseworthy. Joe is just the plumber to many of his clients, but Joe may also be the champion of the bowling league or the star pitcher for the local baseball or softball team. Margaret might be a wonderful secretary for an executive, but she might also be a volunteer for a veterans organization or the annual winner of the best jelly and jam at the local fair. The final perception that comes is what people think or know about you that you don't know they think or know. I now wear a white collar with a black shirt, and I have become increasingly aware of a new perception people force upon me. Or someone in a profession, while he is trying to do his best to be fair to his customers, doesn't know that many people consider him a cheat or perhaps the most honest person in town. Who do people say that I am? Jesus asked this question about himself, and he asked it twice, once in reference to people not inside his inner circle of friends, and then directly to the disciples themselves. But what is so striking is that Jesus asks this question about himself. Many times in the gospel, we have had Jesus ask questions. Many times we have had Jesus make statements that seem strange and rather un-Jesus-like. Think back to last week's gospel when he talks about throwing food meant for children to the dogs. But here, we have Jesus asking for we might call it feedback from his disciples about those who, about who the crowd says that he is. Today it would be like taking a Wall Street Journal, NBC poll, or some other media firm to, de to define his identity. And I think to some degree we can all put ourselves in Jesus' place as he asked this question. How often do we ask ourselves who we are? or asked our loved ones who they think we are. It's part of our need for affirmation of our identity. Now, much of the emphasis on this passage is placed on Peter's reply to the question, you're the Messiah. And we must understand and realize that for hundreds of years, the Jewish people had been looking for this anointed one. That's what Messiah means. 
messiahs came and went all the time. Basically, any time an occupying force came into the region and conquered the Jewish homeland, the people would pray that a messiah would lead them. And the people who claimed to be, or were proclaimed by the crowd to be the messiah, were rebel leaders of guerrilla forces who tried as best as they could to rout out the invaders. And it was always thought that this military leader, this heir to the throne of David, would then reestablish the kingdom of Israel as the united nation it had been during the rule of King David. We know that Peter answers this question correctly, but we have to wonder what might his reasoning have been. He had seen miracles of healing. He had witnessed multitudes fed. He had listened to teaching and parables that still cause us to pause and reflect on them today. But never once have we heard Jesus say something that sounds messianic in the tones his hearers might have expected. Jesus said that if someone from Rome compels you to carry his gear one mile, you were to go two miles. He didn't say anything about them ambushing them or stealing from them, simply to carry their load. Jesus' identity as Messiah is not because of how ruthless he is, but because he is so different. And there is an authority with which he speaks which conveys a different source of power. That's one of the hallmarks of Jesus' message. It is so radical that when we stop and think about it in its truest and simplest form, it really does ring true. We recognize it as right because of the truth it inspires. Peter's identification of Jesus in this gospel passage is the climactic event for us. This is before the crucifixion, before the resurrection, and here we have Peter who, in a few verses later, is told that his ideas about Messiah and conquest are completely wrong. Get behind me, Satan. But with identification comes authority. Think about people who, in our lives, administer an authority over us. The policeman and his uniform. The bank officer and his nameplate. The clerk at the grocery store who makes sure we pay for our goods. All of these people exhibit authority by the virtue, a simple virtue, of the office that they hold. And so it is with us. Just as Peter got this question right, so we are to ask the question of ourselves, moment by moment. Who do people say that I am? And that's the call to us. Who do people say that we are? When people think of us, those who are members here at St. Christopher's, who do people say that we are? What are we known for? What is this church, this group of people called out of the world, 
What is this church known for right here? Who do people say that we are? And of course, with that, we must also ask, who do people say that you are? And with our identification as Christians, as followers of this Messiah, we must also recognize the authority that we bear in this world. We can get all caught up in binding and loosing and the theological tones that have been the subject of debate for centuries. But we must always remember that as Christians, every aspect of our daily life, from waking to sleeping, is not only under the authority of Christ's redeeming love, but is also ours to share and proclaim each day, each moment, in occasions both small and grand. And this is not an option. It is a command from our Lord to perform each day, each moment. If our confession is like that of Peter's, you are the Messiah, then we must live into the fullness of being followers of Messiah. We must, as our epistle reading this morning appealed to us, to put on the holy and living sacrifice for God each day and to present ourselves, souls and bodies, to be that living sacrifice. It is in that way that we, here and now, can proclaim who Christ is, who the Messiah is, who our Lord and Savior is. Who do people say that we are? Let us all pray that when people think about us as individuals and us as this community and church, that they say that we are followers of Christ. And they see Peter's declaration in our action and service in this community. Who do people say that I am? Amen.